0: We're talking all things Israel, the globe, and Merca. But we have a special guest today, that more on Self Evident Podcast. So guys, listen. Uh, We're going to get started. we got a guest here. We're going to talk all things that are going on currently, but we got to acknowledge our sponsor today. He's been an amazing sponsor. Michael from Energy Ops LLC is amazing. Guys, listen, he's a God-fearing man. Not only that, self-evident actually helped him in his walk, and ever since then he's been a a monster supporter of what we're doing. He loves the podcast, but listen, this guy has done above and beyond for us. He's actually going to come down here to Florida and help us do some things in our studio different things like that. And he's from North Carolina, South Carolina area. Guys, you want to reach out to this guy. He's one of the best electricians out there. Um, his phone number is 843-263-1724. 843-263-1724. If you guys want to go on his website, uh, www.energyops, energyops.us. Guys, book him now. He's, he's full of integrity, family man, godly dude. And guess what? He stinking sponsors the cast, man. Thank you. He sponsors this stuff. You want to sew into us? Sew into him so he can sew into us. See the work, the kingdom. Get the kingdom going, guys. EnergyOps.us. All right. So our special guest is here. This is one of those rare moments I treasure. I treasure with all my heart and soul. I've been praying for this moment for a while. This man has been a part of our lives for the last 17 or so years, spoken into us, my wife and I. Our children are beneficiaries for the word counsel given through this man of God. This man of God has been here for so long, ministering for the last 30 years of his life with his wife, Heather, who's probably the better half, but we will never acknowledge because he's so humble. Humble man of God. Wearing a shmedium today because I love him so much. Give it up for Joseph Z. Come on, baby. It's good to be with you, Matthew. (laughs) Listen, I'm making light of this. There's a lot of serious stuff going on, but I love joy. Yeah. I choose joy. I choose Christ. I choose life. And uh, no matter what's going on, this is one of those things I learned from, from from Joseph and his ministry is on a bad day, we're the best there is, right? That's it. Come on. We're, on anointed, a, to be the there we're there.
1: anointed to be the best there is. We're
0: anointed to be the best there is. Brother, right. how you doing, man? I'm good.
1: It's good to be with you, Massey. I love your program. Love your show. Love your audience. You guys have
0: a good thing going here. Yeah, thanks. It's been fun. It's been one of those trial and error things, you know, guys? It's just one of those things. You just got to kind of submit to it. You just kind of got to roll with the punches, and you got to kind of do. Hey. But when you do it, hey. it's awesome. Just I'm going to get the there, curb. Mikey. Kick me I was going to gonna intro you, nah, too. He,
2: he comes in for five minutes, and here <laughs> I, I listen, am. I'm, first I'm over off, in the your angle's booth. not even on. Yeah, because <laughs> I have to work Mike, I am
1: I'm a major <laughs> fan. I I, I don't listen, know what is going on here, but I'm a fan, brother. Listen, I love Joe, it. Joe,
0: me, me and, me don't and Joe let say, Massey disrespect you. I no, appreciate no, you, bro. I don't. There's you know nobody that. better to take my <laughs> spot. That's no, what Listen, I'll say. listen. We were out to lunch yesterday and the way he spoke about you, man, like it's pretty incredible. He does watch the show, but listen, he's an international uh voice, uh, not only to the church, he's the amazing. government, the marketplace. Um, he's involved in so many things, does a daily broadcast on his own. You wanna check that out josephz.com or Z Ministries, but also to his live show on Facebook, YouTube, other platforms. Uh, there's a voice sometimes that cries out in the wilderness. And sometimes the wilderness is right in front of us and we don't even know it. And sometimes you have to find those voices that are trusted. They're prophetic. They've been through the ringer. They've failed. They succeeded. But all that remains is a faithful man, not a perfect man, a faithful man. And God makes him perfect. And so we're just honored to have him. You know, we've, you've been a part of our lives for a long time. Yeah. We've been a part of each other's lives. Oh, We've walked through some things, kind yes. of similar in a lot of ways. And, it's you know, true. what I love is, when uh, we're going to ask you some questions. We want you to get prophetic insight on some things, but kind of just talking about you and your journey real fast uh, to, to, to let the people know what what's up. Um, just seeing you minister yesterday and what Wednesday night, uh, I, I was saying this to Pastor Todd. He's the same dude. He has not changed. I honor that. People can put a face on in public and do all those things, but you've been the same consistent dude, speaking life, speaking joy. Um, I don't know how you do it. I don't know. I don't know what kind of brand of coffee you drink and all that <laughs> stuff. But man, it's it's just an honor to watch you do what you do, man. And so. Like I said, we're just honored to have you. Oh, man, I see. I'm, I'm honored
1: to be with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're a great leader in the body of Christ, a great voice, and it's a privilege to be not only on your program, but to be a friend of yours. Yeah. Because you Same. guys, I mean, you guys are standing up. The the culture is so dark and so wicked that the light just needs to shine more than ever before. And, and you're doing that. This podcast is doing that, your audience. You know, I know that they anticipate what you're going to say, and Amen. I just greatly appreciate your voice, my friend. Amen.
0: And uh, we've known each other a long time, man. We got long some rodeos, time. some victories, some tears. But
1: yeah. A lot of joy,
0: a lot of joy, a lot of counsel. I'll say you've been in ministry longer than I have uh, older. You're just a little bit older than me, uh, but a lot of counsel I've derived from you and, and your, your wife. And, and you guys have walked through us with carries battles and oh man, just, but walking through it with grace, joy, love and, and all that stuff. So it's just a trusted voice. Um, and, and, and we love that. So with your, with your ministry, um, what what's it been like to see the fruit? And it's not easy, right? I mean, everybody sees the nice shiny <laughs> crap, but they don't see the they don't see the duck flapping. They just see him on the top of the water. You know what I'm saying? But how's it been with the duck flapping? You know, oh, what I mean, man. how is it? How do you see ministry and go? You know what? I'm called. It doesn't matter. You know, how do you do that? How well, do you, I'll tell walk you, walk
1: man, so you know, a lot of people they. They get rejected in ministry. If you if you're going into ministry, thinking that people are going to celebrate you and that's what it's all about, man, you better find another line of occupation to right. be in. But you know, I liken it this way: that God picks outcasts and He enjoys turning them into broadcasts. And mm-hmm. I say it this this way about my life and maybe for yours, but we're an outcast turned to broadcast. With a podcast, amen. <laughs> and I believe that's what God does. He takes people who uh, He can tenure and He can put His capacity in, and that just means you got to employ a lot of staying power. You got to yeah. believe God over everything else. And at the end of the day, if you don't faint, you'll reap. You'll step into it. And that the, you know, there's probably people watching right now, listening to amen. you and I, and there's a heart cry for people, Massey, and they they want to do what they were born for, what they were purposed to do. And so many people are still singing that old U2 song, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. And the reason they're on that journey is because they haven't answered the fight inside. They've taken compromising steps all along the way. But the good news is, is you can rearrange where you are and outgrow the yoke. You can come out of that capacity into Amen. a new one. And one of the 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 biggest triggers I see for people not hitting the target in their life, which the good news is you can always change is many people satisfy the, the moment with a temporary fix such as, Hey, I need a job. I need something. And they go and do something to satisfy a need. They they're looking for in the immediate. And uh, for example, a lot of people, when pressure got on, they moved to certain States that are, are very red. They're very, uh, you know, more towards a, conservative
0: persuasion. Med,
1: yeah. Yeah. And that's good. And that's fine. And I think that's great. But did God call you to do that?
0: That's right. And or a lot did of, you do it out of fear?
1: Exactly. And it's like, I'm going to go be where it's still America. Well, pretty soon, unless we turn some things around, everything's not going to be America. That's as right. it Once was, but a lot of people make these decisions based out of fear. Instead of going exactly where God called them to be just recently, I was in Moscow, Russia. I'm walking through the streets of Moscow, Russia. And I realized 15 years ago, I had a prophetic vision. I would be there. And so knowing that I would be there, and people said, Joseph, if you go there, we're sending in the Calvary. We're going to start a campaign called Freezy, because they are certainly going to incarcerate you. It's going to be terrible, and they're going to keep you. And I just said, hey, man, I know God called me there. It's the safest place for me to be. And the same is true now with calling, with anybody doing what they're called to do. you got to know where God's sending you. And if you know that, it doesn't matter if it's the biggest war zone in the world. It's the safest place for you to be. Amen the will of God. And that's what a lot of people are missing. And I think that this podcast, which you guys are doing, gives hope to people, not only with information, it brings revelation and that brings peace and people start to know what they're called to do.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think, and I appreciate that, by the way, you know, it's so often, and we were talking about this, people, you're going to get this on Monday, but we were talking about, we put up idols in our lives, right? And yeah. and so often we think Old Testament idols, those are just wooden structures that sit on the mantle. But I make this example for Monday, we build an idol out of healthcare, out of medicine, out of doctors, right? Sure. We don't actually trust in the Lord. We go, well, yeah. I hope this doctor can help me. We We build an idol out of the supermarket and the food that's on the shelves, right? And... When you're walking with the Lord in true faith, it doesn't matter where you're at. You know He's going to provide. Truth. You know He's going to take care. You know He's going to do what He needs to do. Right? That's good. And so, when you're in Moscow and Russia, like you said, Love you're in it. the safest place you can be because you're walking with Him. Your faith is in Him. Of He's going to direct your path. He's going to protect you. He's going to guide you. Right? And there's stories of like people who. Who were called to bring Bibles into the old Soviet Union. And soldiers are going through the train searching everybody's luggage. And right when they get to their luggage, the all the soldiers have to rush off, you know, because the train's yeah. about to move. And it's like those type of things the Lord's gonna do to mm. to situate it. So often we get we get scared because we start looking at everything around us. And yes. I think especially what Massey and our really hoping you can talk into is especially Americans as we're facing a lot of uncertainty and Truth. instability it's like how do you keep your eyes focused on the lord when everything's
1: going wrong around you, you yeah know? well you know there's a there's a lens that we all look at life by and we all have a shaping filter so when you look into the world, you look into the political landscape, everybody has a biblical ideology if they're born again, everybody has a tradition they come from and and what it does is it can create a false narrative if you're not truly standing on the the right foundation. Uh one thing you realize in prophecy even, it's a lot like this this guy named Korzybski, who came up with a mathematics equation saying that the map and the territory are two different things. <coughs> and a lot of people are looking at the map. In other words, their ideology. Now, I'm not talking about the Bible. When we read the Bible, we stick with what the Bible yes, says. The map is the territory when we're talking yes, the sir. Bible. But when I'm talking about revelation or trying to understand life, there's a map people have on the inside, the map and the territory or Come the on. terrain can differ. And when you get to that point, whether it's prophetically or with what you sense your life's calling is supposed to be about, when you get down to, boy, I believe I had an ideology, I believe I had kind of a roadmap for what I wanted to do, but when you get to kind of where the rubber meets the road and the terrain differs from the map, this man who made a mathematical equation named Korzybski said when the terrain and the map differ, follow the terrain, read the terrain, figure out what's in front of you and work with it and so many times we make idols or golden calves out of the map we had on the inside the ideology and idealism that says I want to go down this avenue and this is what I know it's supposed to be and that's where religion comes in that's where things begin to choke Ooh. the word of God it begins to choke Ooh. your your process and yet you see something differing you got to begin to adjust to that and I don't mean change the word of God that is not what I just to I know what you're make saying. It clear. But what I'm talking about is you change your own ideology and your own agenda and your own, um, yeah, it's it's idealism that you have to alter to step into a terrain God's trying to give you. Yes, sir. And a lot of times people are not flexible, they're rigid, and it's because they have this, this inflated idea, and God wants to set people free. And I believe that's for, for many of you watching right now. God wants to set you at liberty to follow him freely and lightly by the ebbs and flows of the Holy Spirit, reading the terrain and not, not forcing the terrain to match your vision for your life. Rather, you're recognizing what God is leading you into. And um, I think that's an important word, and, and I hope I'm communicating that well, because people need to know that if they, can, if they can morph towards what God is calling them to do and be flexible in that vision— they can go much further than if they say, this is my idealism. You know, that's one of the big things that stops people is idealism. And you see that in a lot of young believers. One example of that is when the woman was caught in the act of adultery and Jesus is standing there and they said, Rabbi, you know, this woman's bad. We got to stone her. The law says stone her. And Jesus said, okay, uh, you who is without sin, cast the first stone. But if you notice how they drop their stones, they begin to drop the rocks they were going to kill this woman with from the oldest to the youngest, all the way down to the youngest. Why was it to the youngest? Because the young always have idealism, and idealism will literally stop the call of God for your life because you can't get over some of the, well, it's supposed to be this way, and it's supposed to be that way, but if you can just begin to relax and let God lead you and not get all caught up in the minors, you can actually navigate life and go much further. And I believe that idealism is where you got to recognize sometimes the map and the terrain don't match. That's right. And you got to begin to say, man, we got to read the terrain. We got to alter our narrative to find the terrain. I don't mean alter ideals. Don't alter the Word of God. I'm talking about alter the inner image that you set up as how let's, it's supposed to be.
0: Let's speak to that. Let's speak yeah. to that, right? Let's go to Numbers 13 real fast. You remember when Moses, we were talking about Joshua and Caleb yesterday. Yeah, come on. One of the things that the 12 spies that they sent out, there's their own ideology. Do you remember when Moses gave them specific commands? Oh, yeah. He said, go up there to Negev, and I'm, I'm going to go through it really fast. See what the land is like, whether the people there are living in are strong or weak, and whether there are few or many. How is the land? Is it good or bad? <laughs> he was giving them specific instructions. So they come back, and they were like... When they returned from spying out the land at the end of 40 days, they proceeded to come to Moses and Aaron and the congregation, sons of Israel, and he they came back with this word, showed them the fruit, and then they said to him, we went into the land where he sent us. It certainly does flow with milk and honey, blah, blah, blah. So he was like, it's good, <laughs> right? It's, it's good. But their fear brought out their ideology oh that's good their Massey. fear the yeah. fear is the basis of religion yep. and religiosity fear is the basis of insecurity fear is like this thing so then they say nevertheless the people who live in the land are strong <laughs> and the cities are fortified and they're large and moreover we saw the descendants of Anak there and they're huge and Am- <laughs> amalek is in the land and the and the hittites and the jebusites and the Am- he's like moses is probably thinking i didn't ask you for that right I asked you to tell me what's the land That's like, exactly it. how big are the people, are they strong or weak, and is there fruit there?
1: Man, you're saying I didn't it ask,
0: well. I didn't ask for your bad report. I asked you to tell I specifically told you what to do. So their ideology comes out. Yep. Their real belief system That's it. comes out. And then all of a sudden you get the Caleb who says he quieted the people. <laughs> Here we go, baby. Joshua and Caleb are like, what are we doing? Yes. No, nah, we're going to go take this thing. God's got it. This is why I have so much hope for this season. I understand it's going to get dark. I know. Oh, man. When you say that stuff, yeah. I get it. But in my heart, I'm like, but Lord, I'm not going to be the 12. No. I've got to be the two. And one of the things with these broadcasts, right, is we're not the right or left. We're not north or west or east. We right. are north. We're We're saying here it is. This is the answer. Same as you. Christ-centric. This is Christ-centric. Yeah. And you look at it, it's like my ideology has no business in the gospel. It's his word that matters to me. Now, my flexibility is this. I may have to say it different for certain people, live it different in certain ways. Uh, When you're out witnessing and street preaching, I've heard people say, you got to do it this way, this way, this way. You lead them to the gospel. If they don't say it this way, they're not saved. Or a prophetic word can drop them to their knees in a second they receive Christ. You have to be malleable. And not let your thing, your conjured up. When we were young, we were stupid. You, oh, yeah. you preached this sermon years ago.
1: I had a PhD in stupid. Right, yeah, right, right, right.
0: He preached a sermon on Romans 10, and he said, You know, you, they had a zeal with no knowledge. That's right. Young on fire and stupid. And that's what we were young on fire and stupid that's and right. judgmental oh. and critical. And oh, yeah. nobody's walking like us. We don't, nobody right. gets it. The holy ones. The holy and, ones. And then you get older and you're like, Wait a second, walk with the elders of the faith once. Why are they so calm? Why was George Stormont so calm and demeanor? But boy, when he prayed. Did you know George? I didn't. And I, I only heard cassettes of him praying. Oh, man. Brad, Brad, he knew him. Oh, okay. And so he'd seen him. So I'd, I'd heard some, like, tapes and stuff. Yeah. Boy, rabosh. I mean, just like oh. this deep, like, the Holy Spirit was I kn- on. I knew dude. that
1: we were in some of the same areas, so I thought maybe you, you might I wish, man. He was, uh, George Stormont, I had a meeting with him uh, on two different occasions, and the pastors I was with, it was just tremendous. But one particular time, Mass, I'm talking with them, and suddenly the Spirit of God comes in the place. And I remember we just asked him the question. One pastor said, George, did you ever suffer from burnout? And he looked at him and said, I suppose I would have if I knew those were available. And I thought, I like this guy. That's right. Then he he began to say, okay, I'm going to pray for you, (coughs) man. I'm going to pray for you. And when he said this, We all got down on our knees, and one of the things George said to me is he said, at the time, he called me, Joe, Joe, you're God's man. You're God's man. I thought, oh, Jesus, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's right. A man who was mentored by Smith Wigglesworth just called me God's man. (laughs) And he was a tremendous man, and I believe that God just marks people, these voices, at certain times in our life. I think that's amazing that you brought him up. We need more reformers like that Bro, in the culture.
0: One of the things that I've learned, and, and we can talk to this, when I first got saved, I got into the old guys, the yeah. Spurgeons, the Wesleys, the Cowper's, right. the Moody's, the Finney's, the Watsons, you know, you start reading their stuff, the Knoxes, the Husses. you know, you start reading Luther's doctrines, and the old reformers, man, they were no joke. You can oh. tell Finney, man, was no joke. They didn't play. Now, a little, little strict on things, but, like, you sure. could tell his conscience was I must be this way or I'll lose the spirit. Like yeah. he knew Yeah, he wasn't playing games, right? right? Today's teachings are so unique that we can... I'm not capping on a lot of modern teachers. I, I think that there's ways to say things because we've learned in our generations to be more feeling-centric, and we just have to say it a certain way so that they don't rebel and run. And, you know, if we can just malleate the gospel instead of saying, no, you conform to the word, we've not conformed the word to people... And that's what's so dangerous, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the but, pretty,
1: pretty pony gospel. Right, but
0: I've got cassette tapes of George preaching. Oh, man. And he goes, it was common for 18 people to come in in wheelchairs and common for them to walk out. Oh, yeah. And just like he said, the Holy Ghost came in the room, and he said, uh, <laughs> he goes, those that are led by the Spirit of God, these They're are sons of, of God. God. And just that powerful, yep. you could tell that dude, spe- he was with God. He I was mean, he was with God. God. Those, what he spoke was so powerful.
1: Yeah, those old cats, they they were that way. You know, the like you just said, the, the touchy-feely stuff, and I, I'm for it. If people need that and that's the touch they need, God will meet them there. But truly, we need to raise up a warrior class. I believe that Bingo. we're on a cycle, uh, Mass. Same. I believe, I believe we're on a cycle. Same. You know, that old saying that, you know, good times create weak men, yep. weak men create bad times, bad times create, you know, all the whole cycle. What we recognize is is that there is a cycle where right now, I believe that our children's children, the young lions, especially I, I'm you know talking with your son today, just for briefly, you see the strength that's in this next generation, and they're going to have to be strong. where a lot of us, where we come from, the boomers and then Gen X and you know y and all this stuff, there is, there's a tenacity on us. There's a strength on us, but the next generation, I believe, will be like a World War II class generation. Yes, sir. They're going to be another greatest generation. They're going to stand up and say, well, you guys, all will mess this up. And uh, we're kind of done with the alphabet scan conversation. We're done with all the pervert mafia stuff. We're done with all the nonsense. And we actually want to begin to right-size Come on. the nation. And if we can't right-size the nation, we're for sure going to stand up for the gospel. Amen. And we're going to just continue moving forward. I believe that round is coming next. Should Jesus Terry, that's the realm that's coming. I next. think it's
0: here. Me and Mike talk about this quite frequently, and you, I want you to interject yeah, on no, this too. Go for it. Moses said to the people, "After forty years, you're not going to go in, but your sons who had no knowledge of good and evil—oh, come on—are right. going right. to take the right. land. That's now, awesome. What are these kids taught? There's no rules. There's yeah. no genders. There's no nothing, dude. When, yeah, come on, man. When the transgenders begin to preach Christ, yeah, and they throw and, and they're going to the throw, they, they're going to throw." all yeah. this stuff off, they are. these little dudes over here, man, oh, man. they're powerhouses because they they're see, when they know they've been lied to, you watch, they're going to revenge all forms of disobedience when it's they're true. obedient. I'm telling you, we've been preaching this for a long time, dude. Seven years of saying this, mm-hmm. wait for them, man. They're coming. They're the coming. Lions. They're here. And I believe it was, um, what happened with a lot of America was riding a false prosperity. Dude. So there yes. was the World War II generation that was prosperity. Then we learned to ride debt. A false prosperity. Wow. And it taught us now. What a when, statement. When, when economies cripple, your trust was in your debt, not your prosperity, right? So now you have really nothing. Yeah. And I, so,
2: go ahead. No, that's great. I think it's an illusion of reason, right? And and I, I think I've said on the podcast before, I think it's a death of the age of reason, right? Yeah, well,
0: so come my on, generation good, good especially word.
2: grew up it's all science it's all materialism that's going to answer all your questions yeah. well the problem is it doesn't right so right. my dad's generation they thought a house was an asset it just grows in value and and you it's your investment and you'll reap the rewards my generation watched his generation lose lose their heads in the market because all their house values dropped so all oh, of a sudden yeah. we we went well wait a second all these old reasons that you had this old materialism this old just believe in the system falls apart and i think especially their generation they're spiritually hungry we just have to give them the spiritual cuz they're recognizing okay you tried the age of reason and uh-huh. it it found lacking yeah we got transgenderism we got all of the perversions out of this we got the no borders no limits no no lines And so now it's like, okay, there must be something else that can answer these questions. And I think you're going to see an awesome awakening of... A spiritual awakening, obviously, a renaissance of faith in the Lord, because it's like,
0: okay, the world couldn't answer my questions. The world couldn't take care of this. That's right. This is where the Christian comes in, man. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, how are they going to hear without a preacher? How are they going to know if you're not doing it? You know what I mean? Like, this is the heart cry of the labors are few y'all it's time to get busy i don't listen i i know this is controversial i don't care when christ comes back let him find you busy in a service
1: (laughs) like that's good
0: right like who cares like we know he's coming we got we we, we're on our way there right man how many people can you take with you oh oh, that's it you know what i mean how many people
1: can go with you that's that's why we develop that's why we develop the way we are. It's so funny. I'm, I'm getting messages right now from Rick Renner. He's in Russian. He's Amen. just like, who are you with? I'm like, oh, it's Massey Campos. He's just like, oh, you'll <laughs> probably tune in. But I just, I just want to <coughs> say something about this. Is that the Lord is speaking? You know, in the middle of all this controversy and things we're seeing, and we got, you know, presently right now, you know, I, I wake up frequently in the middle of the night, and I, or not in the middle of the night, maybe early in the morning, and I begin to recognize a a cry in my spirit that you can sense things that are trying to manifest on the earth. And right now, I believe things are trying to manifest where they're trying to destroy cities. I see multiple cities burning at the same time in the U.S. I see the same demon spirit that's trying to siege and take over Israel is the same spirit that wants to manifest here uh, in the United States and many other precious nations. But I also sense this light rising in darkness. You know, we know Exodus 10, it says it was dark in Egypt, but it was light in Goshen. Come on. And that light in Goshen is Christ in us, the hope of glory. And we can manifest it for such a time as this. God is calling, he's calling you as a viewer and a listener to not be scared, but prepared. There is a great hope and there's a great strength that God is releasing. So this broadcast, what I like about it, you know, I'm here with Mike, of course, we're here with Massey is that what you guys are offering is information that brings peace but from that information you can walk away with revelation and I believe that those who walk away with a revelation will actually begin to break the yoke God's promises don't stop working if we got some kind of dictatorship trying to take over God's promises don't stop working if suddenly the economy goes down or every major city is burning the covenant doesn't change so when we begin to recognize who we are and what we are in the middle of adversity we can rise up break the yoke and take people with us so like you're saying, who cares when Jesus comes back? Let's get busy about the Lord's business. But that's why, you know, in our ministry, we always say, we're going red. Well, we're what going is that? red, man. What does that mean? It means the blood of Jesus, and the blood of Jesus represents his covenant. Everything he provided for us on that cross was in that blood. He died, bled out, and when we say we're going red, it means I got everything in the realm of the spirit, and I need to manifest it in the natural.
0: I, I love where you're going with that because I thought it was about favor with God. Uh-huh. And a friend of mine said that's actually Old Testament covenant. The New Testament is fullness with God. Wow! And I thought, dang, you know, that's what I started praying for—is this going red? Is the blood of Christ? I have all fullness. The fullness dwells within me. That's it. Come on! And you you start to recognize when you have that. Wh- who is man, Lord, that thou art mindful of him? Woo. Who, you know, who they they, they uh, no weapon formed against me truly will prosper. It, right. cannot prosper. it cannot prosper. Because even if I die, I raise with him in glory. It doesn't matter. If we could look at it that way, we'll say, what is my life but his? That's it. You know, he suffered so much for us. Lord, you've created, you created works for me to do. What do we gotta do in that place? And I think you're you were touching Israel. We gotta get into the to the meat and potatoes, Oh, We're Mike. gonna get into it the now. The meat and potatoes <laughs> this is a, where we really go. Game on. We here gotta, we go. We gotta get into <laughs> yeah, the they gravy. We all are waiting for we it. We gotta get into the gravy. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we're gonna get her in here. But listen, uh, even NYPD orders all officers to report to duty. They're they're feeling on high alert, Mike, right?
2: And I'm actually I'm keeping an eye on the news just to see if anything pops off. But yeah, then and, and I put that topic in there because it's really like today, um today's Friday and there was a call for a global jihad. And so now we're everybody's on high alert and especially America and, and Joe, I think everybody wants to hear kind and of you your, on your it, thought yeah. on it. Yeah. You know, and I know you've you've spoken on it on your own live. Um it, let's get into this of talking like what's what's the level of concern the level of understanding that americans need to have in all of this and and what's going on in israel because so
1: often people are like oh well it's just israel that's that's happening over there you know well we know israel is the apple of god's eye we know so many things and i'm so against this replacement theology that says you know the church has replaced israel that you know god has a covenant with that land that supersedes so many things. He has names on it. He has names on it. He named it. And you recognize that the church is the church. It's the ecclesia. And yet with Israel, there's a covenant promise that's attached to it. Now, everybody needs to be born again. Everybody needs to know Jesus. But God deals with individuals. He deals with the church. And he deals with nations in different capacities. But when we're looking at something here, we're we're looking at today and the the type of issue that's going on and the prophetic stuff. I'm going to draw a quick picture if our audience can see it here. Um, I bring my mobile whiteboard with me. That's this is my mobile. Whiteboard. I wish you'd have
0: told me. And we got a kind of bigger one, but we. we Mass, we, we need one of those.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we you do. Know, you know, I thought I was coming to a high class setting, and I am. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's look
0: at this. I thought one. he was going to go south of right. that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. Thanks <laughs> for that. Show. Thanks. There guys. We go. That was helpful. Jeez, Joe. Donate to us, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, we need well. better stuff. <laughs> we'll, we'll buy a whiteboard <laughs> when people donate. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. Well, speaking of, okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay, look at this. Here we go. So here's this uh, timeline I saw. I was in a meeting one day, and I began to see a timeline. Not necessarily a timeline. I should say it better than that. I saw a line that was going along like so, and then I saw the words USA. Okay, I'm just going to do this very briefly, and I, know, I hope everybody can see this. He can, or they can. Then I saw the line going down at about a 45-degree angle, and then it began to plateau out here. I saw it go down at 30, 60, and 100-fold. When I say I saw, I sometimes have prophetic insights, and these things just flash in front of me, and then I start unpacking it through prayer, and I realize what I was seeing. I interpret what I was seeing. And I began to see this in a time of darkness, okay? This time of darkness. And then I saw a season where it would come back and go back to another time of 30, 60, and 100-fold of coming back to this time, But I believe right now we're on this trajectory of going downward. But during this going downward time, I recently had a vision of a tornado. And this tornado, I believe, was in this position where as we're going through this timeline of going downward as a nation, I began to see that there was a major moment where almost a catastrophe, what they call black swan, black swans wanted to break out now black swans just by definition means something that's cataclysmic everybody's impacted by it a black swan would be a you know a global Uh, market crash yeah market crash or power outage or just something Uh, cyber hack cyber hack and in this process massey i was i was just recently september 16th i was in tulsa oklahoma preaching And sometimes the Lord speaks to me uh, through seeing and visions and dreams. I woke up early one morning, and as I woke up, I thought, I am in Las Vegas. I'm in Tulsa, but I woke up in this dream thinking I was waking up in Las Vegas. And as I did this, I opened my eyes, and I I looked at my wife, Heather, and I said, what are we doing in Vegas? I don't even know this town. What, What is this about? And then the Spirit spoke to me and said, what happens in Vegas will not stay in Vegas. And then that hacking was breaking out right at that time, right on you know, that, that moment. From there, fast forward, the Lord showed me in that same vision, Israel would march, mm. march against her enemies, go and do some things and take ground. Suddenly a few weeks later, three weeks later, this happens, and the Iron Dome over Israel is penetrated by missiles, right? And I really believe, now, this hasn't been proven, this is nothing that people have come out and said, I believe seeing the hacking that happened in Vegas, I believe the Spirit of the Lord showed me that there is compromises and digital compromises that are everywhere, and I believe they opened a hole in the Iron Dome, and they got warfare in there and so that's one thing i believe i can't prove it but that's something i saw and i'm pretty i, I think that's what
0: happened well an inept government like we have right now and an inept council uh-huh. can open doors like that it feels like oh, yeah. right when you're giving money to iran and or millions uh, to that but,
1: dancing pervert nation yeah
0: right or or just how it opens doors to that i'm not trying to impede on you no yeah it's Please crazy do. how an inept government and an inept leadership Will allow that kind of stuff to happen. Where yeah, was there an inroad there that we don't know about? Well, we you have know a Manchurian
1: mean? candidate that's being paraded around like a puppet. You know, we got the Easter Bunny leading him across the lawn because he can't find his own GPS. My got, man, yeah, you got things like that, yeah. And listen, I pray for the leadership. I've prayed for him, and I do that because it's biblical. Romans thirteen talks right. about
0: honoring the author, the place, not that's the man. Right. The not place, the man.
1: I honor the place. And and when we look at that, I believe, mass, what's going on is there is a wicked. I use this tongue-in-cheek thing. Uh, I use the, the terminology the wicked goblin lizard overlords because they're like the Davos, Switzerland. People. I felt like when you when you said that the other night, there were people who were like,
2: "Wait, is is he serious? Does he think it's really lizard lizards? people? Are there really lizard <laughs> no, people? No, I UFO is real.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if some of that stuff was real. I don't right. I don't know where I land on that, but I, I do know this. I just say it because it's the demon spirits driving them, and... You see these guys like Klaus Schwab, right? You, you know who I'm talking about. He's like, you know, we need a great reset. We, he's like, you will know
0: nothing and you will love it. Such ha, a Bond villain. Yeah, he's a Bond villain,
1: Mike. He's he's totally. He's, he's have even, you seen he's him the like like Austin Powers. Villain. The, the yeah. Penguin. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Penguin on Batman. Hey, he have is. you seen
2: him in the full rope? Oh. The picture. is like, he's out <laughs> of <on a> 007,
1: <laughs> or a bad Batman vi- a bad movie. A Batman yeah. movie. Or he looks like a Romulan from Star Trek. He's yes. We're here to, to talk about the planet Romulus, you know? But when you recognize what's going on with these clowns that are absolute demonized, mechanized puppets, they're trying to push this one-world agenda, this mess. But I had this prophetic vision, and I saw Israel marching. I saw them going mm. into the place that they are. And I saw an outcome with it. So some of the things I saw was this tornado. And I believe that this is going to be challenging. But what we talked about a moment ago with the young lions, people standing up, I believe that reformers will be the outcome of this. I had the the dream where we had to run at the tornado, uh, almost under it. We ran at it in this dream, this tornado yeah. I saw. And there was a shelter at the base Mm. of it. So instead of running from it, running to it was the safety. Amen. But I believe reformers will come, Mass, on the heels of this season. And I don't know how long darkness will last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. I saw breakout. I saw the reformers coming. Now, that doesn't mean America is going to be in a great way, but it does mean the gospel will go forward. It does mean we're going to see good things happening. And I see us coming back, and this is where reformers will begin to lead.
0: Amen. Yeah. I love this when you're saying, we don't know the outcome of where America will end up, but when they won the revolution, yeah, you got to remember, it was fresh ground to see, sow the seeds of righteousness into. Come on. So when you're looking at a new nation, you're saying it could go either way. It could. On how the church sows seed into Ooh. America again. Oh. I firmly believe that. I believe in green grass. I believe green fields will happen. I believe that's going to happen. Yeah. But weeds never have to be watered. Seeds do. So if we allow the weeds to corrupt, <laughs> it'll destroy the field. That's strong. This is where we have to know history. Why was it that the the old timers, you know, the older reformers, the founders, whatever— studied so many governments, Mike, we've talked about this a hundred times because they knew the strongholds of what bad government can be because of the nefariousness of man. But they also knew the church was so central to the morality of the nation. And so if we put them in their proper place, you're going to see America come out on top in a different way. Now, who knows how long that season will last? Maybe it's a precursor to what the thousand year millennium will be. I don't know, (laughs) but I'm walking with you in this, like, I don't know what America would be like. It yeah. depends on us. I think it's how oh, we
1: sow. It's in the hands of the church. Mm-hmm. It's in the hands of the ecclesia right now, the called out ones. There's a governmental authority. Now, there's two different kingdoms. We're not called Truth. to just take over the world's kingdom. There's a, there's a teaching that says, you know, we've got to conquer the whole world and... And all that. And of course, an extreme version of it. They say, we got to conquer the whole world before Jesus can return. We got to own every part of the culture and all that. Well, that's not what the Bible teaches because Jesus, they tried to even take him by force, make him king. Uh, the zealots wanted to do that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about influencing the culture with the gospel, being a light and darkness and beginning to bring order and peace to chaos. That's what we're called to be. We're agents. We're salt and light. And we are called to occupy this place by the word of God. And I believe as we do that, if we would simply just get in our lane, stay in our lane, know our tribe, know our place, we would break the shackles of this mess off of us. We really would. The darkness doesn't stand a chance with the manifest sons and daughters of God knowing who they are and where they're walking.
0: Amen. Yeah, that's where we gotta be where we're supposed to be. Yeah, I think I find it... I find it funny when he sent the 12 spies... Yeah, represented the 12 tribes, you notice in America we're trying to tribalize everybody, yep. so we're getting everybody's opinion, and look at everybody's opinion <laughs> coming back. Come on, Mass. If we can just go back to the two, who did God send to speak to the nation? What voice? It's the church. It's the, church. It's, it's the, it's, it's the ecclesia. It's yep. the body of Christ. It's the leaders. And I really do believe, it, You know, when you say it's the young lions coming up, I really firmly believe that God is reforming the church. Uh, the apostasy of the church has always been uh, I heard a prophet say, you know, in the days coming, you're gonna have one church on fire and one church apostate. I'm like, that's happened for millennia. <laughs> like that's not a <laughs> that's word. That's natural just course. Dumb. but like <laughs> yeah, because right. of the apostasy and the lying, I believe God is setting up the churches to be apostolically run. Yeah. The fivefold, all these things. And you're seeing kind of a resurgence of that in a whole new way. I don't think it's gonna be the old religious way. I don't see it in that way. I really see Really flowing in worship, but hearing the word and being hungry for the word and right. hungry for the move of the Spirit. We were talking about, um, there was one time we were preaching on this, about the, the the power of God. I used to think the power of God was the miracles, signs, and wonders. And if you notice, every scripture that references power, it's the gospel. Oh, amen. The power of God unto salvation. Salvation. Come on. Our gospel that's came not... That's
1: not country, that's rock and roll. Come on, <laughs> baby. Awesome.
0: It's like the, our gospel, Paul said, came not into you in word only, but in power. That's it. It wasn't talking about miracles. It was the power to transform. The miracles were the byproduct of the power of the gospel. And, and I think that's where we need to be in these seasons. It's not about the hype stuff. It's about the gospel. And like gospel. we've like
2: we've been talking about is when when you follow Christ and you have your eyes on Christ and it's it's the gospel, the power of the Lord, it's faith and reliance Come on, Him man. face to face, yeah. the, all that stuff will follow you, right? Yeah. Like the, the signs, miracles, and wonders will follow you. And I think what happens is... You get that charismatic movement that they're so focused on the gifts, they're so focused on the signs and wonders, there's no change, right? Yeah. Because they're chasing after it. Like the
1: Corinthian church. They
2: they've replaced the face of God with the signs of God. You know what I mean? And I think to what both of you are saying,
0: And you're saying too. Oh, you're saying
2: it, Mike. Come on. Church, it's it's coming into that apostolic stage, right? But when you look at it down to the micro, like Joe was saying, people are learning how to just walk their lane. Because so often what we tend to do is we say, I've got to solve the whole problem. You know, I I give the account of, I met a firefighter, 31 years or something, we're talking. He's like, it's just overwhelming. I can't, what do I even do? And I said, if you go to a big industrial plant, fire, I said, do you just start spraying wildly and try to put the whole thing out? Well, no. I said, no, you pick your spot, you have your job, you take care of it, and you trust everybody no, else no, no. to do what they I'm need sorry, to no, do. No. Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Nehemiah, right? That's everybody right. has a job. And I think when good. the body realizes you have to have the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the pastors, the, the evangelists. Helps, the administrations. the You've got the helps, the administrations, yeah. gifts of healing, right? When you have all of these lanes and people are okay with, well, I'm not a prophet, and yeah. that's okay, right. I'm here for gifts of helps. Then all of a sudden, man, everybody a handles their job. Yeah. Every responsibility gets done, yep. and then the apostolic church Truth. moves
1: forward. Yes, so. can I draw a picture about that? You Absolutely, do it, do that real quick. So, what you're talking about, Mike, is is it's the gospel. It's not just the gospel. It's the kingdom. It's the way. It's we're the gospel operate. applied, right? That's right. So, if you take this, right? So, I'm just drawing a quick little picture here. It's like a Venn diagram. Just drawing a kind of a pointy Venn diagram. But if you take all this together and you realize this is, let's call this Ephesians 4.11, right? Ephesians 4.11, that's the five-fold governmental ministry. Then you got 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12 is the nine manifestational gifts. Then you got Romans 12, and you got the seven motivational gifts. When you're looking at all this, it equals 21. And I like to call this the 21-gift spectrum. Why? Because I believe when Jesus says, or John says in 1 John 4 and 5, when he's talking about as he is, so are we in this world, it's the body of Christ. It's all of us together functioning. And, you know, there could be a few more, like celibacy is not included in this, those kind of things, but you've Mm. got 21 fundamentals. There's five governmental, 21 total gifts in the body that function. The 521 is the body of Christ. It's the body of Christ, and when he says, as he is, so are we in this world, you find your place, you find M-I-N-A... Helps gift am I in a gift of prophecy? Where do I lead? Who do I follow? Where do I align in the body of Christ? You just don't go to the church of your choice. You go where you're assigned. Come on, you go where you're dude. called. You dude. don't you don't just kind of go move to some area where you think you're supposed to go. Paul said in Romans 12, by the grace given to me, I say to you, and not to think. We were talking about this. Yeah, yesterday. To not think about yourself more highly, highly than you, than you ought should. To. In other words, Oof. know your role, know your lane. Yeah. And when you do this, man, you're getting in my sermon. In a oh, come years. on, <laughs> come on, man. I just figured I, jump what are you in doing there. Dog? I can't let you steal the whole show yeah, man. come on.
0: <laughs> we'll Dang. just we'll just run joe on sunday morning we'll yeah. run the
2: record no i really <laughs>
0: dude this is so good because like those five gifts are offices and you realize you get around them cats you start to think i, I kind of don't want those I don't <laughs> right? there's a lot of responsibility with if that not, gift. if you're not let not me be helps yeah yeah. yeah yeah let me be helps but yeah. when you do have that mantle man the power that overcomes and and it there's a grace with it. God, God yeah. covers you and clothes you in it. There's there's a real righteousness in it. There's an authority in it. Yes. And some of us walk in an office that you said it. Yeah. We're not we don't have the authority to walk in. That's and that's right. where the wanky jank stuff oh, comes
1: in. And the, that's where presumption comes in and people get damaged. Because listen, when people go into a lane they're not graced to be in, the only thing worse than being in the wrong lane is when you try to pass or is when you have oncoming traffic, right? If you're in the wrong lane and there's oncoming traffic, now you've got a problem. The other thing that happens is is when people strive and they fight to get into a position they're not graced for, but then they achieve it, mm. they get it, then when the pressure comes on, they can be good people, but suddenly with pressure, they begin to look like a villain. They begin to look bad. They start misbehaving. They do the wrong thing. You can have the right people in the wrong lane, and they can look like the bad people yeah. because they become villains. They don't know how to respond to that responsibility. Yeah, and they've they've achieved it. They fought for it, but they're not graced for it. And that's awesome. why we gotta follow God.
0: Amen. I think too, like money reveals what's really in you. Yeah. So does power. Oh, amplifier, right? and it's just an amplifier of what's really in you. And if that's not your lane. My gosh, man! You can do some great damage. I was, I follow this lady uh, about narcissism because you know we've been through it. And I, I'm not against reaching those kind of people. I'm trying sure. to learn how to overcome and talk to and, <laughs> the
1: Hannibal Lecters of the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: no, you know, and just <laughs> when, when I'm when I'm researching because, dude, it, it, I know my giftings. Let me let me just say it this way: yeah. when I started Self-Evident, I'm like, okay, I'm the CEO, I'm the president, I'm the guy. Uh, I realized a couple of years in, I'm like. Maybe I'm not, you know, I'm, I, maybe Mike should run that part of this. Maybe Carrie should do that yeah. because I realized how uh, insane that weight is. And, and I needed to distribute. Yeah. I found good leadership yeah. is distribution. Yeah. A good leader can distribute and you start to distribute. I started to figure out Massey's lane is is one and a half. I th- you said it right. It's great. I'm a one and a half. I, I love being number two. Sometimes I have aspects of a number one, but my mantle right now is not a number one. And I'm so happy God grace me with that. Cause most Powerful. men, most men try to assume a number one when you're really a number two and you destroy churches, you destroy relationships, <sighs> marriages. And if I'm gonna write a book on this one day about real proper what a number two's role in submission and how God will bless that. And sometimes leaders, all they need is number two sometimes yeah. to fulfill the will of God. They don't need you with your agenda. They need you to shut your agenda down and sub submit, sub your mission, yeah. right? To their mission. And so you're looking at this and you're looking at how things develop and you're thinking to yourself, if I can just know my lane, yeah. oh my gosh, the power of God can reside with you because you can be trusted when yeah. you're really submitted. Submission is really powerful when you know it in a godly context. It's not a bad term. It's actually a really good term, Yeah, submission. It is. And, it, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a term of growth. I think when you can do that truly, you grow because you learn from the greats. You learn from their testimonies, their scars. You can you can hear better. You can almost drop your will. Yeah, and- well, people
1: people in the right position are going to do the right thing. People in the wrong position are going to do the wrong thing. Truth. And you recognize this. If things are too small, men fight. They just fight. They squabble. If things are big enough, men will unite. They'll, they'll move. They'll come together. And when people are positioned for that type of unification, we can do anything, Amen. anything. And right now, there's so much of this, you know, uh, I don't know what do you call them. I'll just call it this: hustle idiots. You, know, you got these all these people that are out there, and you you're watching like an Instagram thing. And they're like, you just got to like do it harder. Get up at you used to get up at four, now get up at midnight and stay up all night, and you know just work out harder and do the thing and do this and do that. That is not the gospel. At the end of the day, if God's given you a grace to do something, press do it with all your might. I mean, last night my my guy elijah and i we were up editing videos till 3 a.m okay but i'm in my grace lane i'm not doing that just like oh man i i just gotta you know i gotta get that extra post no it's not about that i'm doing it because it's an assignment so there's a grace on you to do it and i'm not saying you don't work hard but we've got to begin to realize if we know our lane we know our calling we know our area there will be a grace and a even under exhaustion, in ease that God's called you to be. Amen. A, His yoke is easy, burden light. How powerful is it? You know, Matthew, when you talk about number one people versus number two people. That is a huge revelation for so many in the world right now. A lot of people would never celebrate that because we're in a culture of people that think they're free thinkers, mm-hmm. and they're not free thinkers. They're brainwashed lemmings that are running around by the culture. You know, It's the march of the lemmings right now. Hey, we're going off the cliff. They're like, let's go. And what we've got to realize is if you can celebrate where you are in your, you know, your number two status, maybe you're a number three or four person, And what that means is that's not a a rank of value, it's a rank of position. To accomplish a common goal. And when we come into this understanding, it is powerful when people can have the humility to either be number one or be wherever they're placed to be in the body of Christ. Can the foot say to the hand, I don't need you? Right. The bottom line is, is this is how we take over the world. And so many people need to get this. It's real humility to simply surrender to the Lord and say, God, what is my grace? I'll fall in line with that and well, I will enjoy it. And yeah. I think you're helping and, people discover it.
2: And so often, I think we, we're so short-sighted on it because we think think i will always be a number two and i need to be a number right. one and all that but it's like if you would just calm down relax and submit in this season come on who knows where the lord's gonna lead you you might Boom. be a number one but you're under yes how many Tutors times and in governors the, until how, the point in time how many times in the bible yeah. is a number two there uh, joshua. joshua joshua is a perfect example he's training under moses moses gets told you're not going into the promised land. Now, I could not imagine being Joshua watching that go, oh, you ain't going? It, this on me now? Right? But then Joshua leads in. Well, he had all of that training. Come if on, Joshua had pulled a a crap move like so many of us do and go, Moses, I should be leading. I don't know. I'm starting my own ministry. I'm
0: going off... Look what happened to
2: Aaron. Decimated Aaron and Miriam.
0: Miriam, perfect example. You build that calf, boy. Right. And Moses.
1: Moses wasn't like easy peasy. Here is an emotional guy. I mean, think about this. Think about working for this guy. Here is a guy (laughs) that that it was said of him, he was the most humble man on the face of the earth, and we all know who wrote that. (laughs) Moses. That's right. That's right. Moses wrote, and of course we know God was leading the right. He
0: was chilling. He was all like the most han-
1: <laughs> no handsome i the mean most- humble. the most the most anointed i mean humble <laughs> meekest. meekest meekest man alive. Meekest man, meekest yeah, man. everybody but- obl- but here's the thing, is Joshua, he served that guy. Joshua served a guy that, you know, he went up the mountain, comes back down, and he sees you bunch of rebels, and he, he wants to, like, make them... Kill him, Kill him. He makes him what, drink all the, the gold and all yeah, this stuff? That, the,
0: yeah, that turned red. Over yeah. yeah,
1: so here's the bottom line. Moses was not perfect. He struck the rock when he should speak to it. He had all these things happen, but Joshua still served him. And it's interesting, Joshua, this is an interesting point about him, when Moses began to leave the tabernacle after meeting with the Lord. There's a kind of an uh, innuendo and a, a hidden scripture that just says clearly about Joshua that he would remain in the presence of God after Moses would leave. He would stay there. Mm. He would stay there. And you know how old Joshua was when he finally got the blessing to move forward? He was 56. Jesus. He was 56 years old. Dang. Yeah, Can was, you wait? There might be a word <laughs> in that somewhere. No, there's there is a, a word, word in that, in that yeah. man. Yeah.
0: Like, why can't you just submit to those above you and learn from their mistakes and their... We talked about this going through ministry, you know, or cult, if you will. (laughs) The greatest things (laughs) I learned was what not to do. You, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you can I learn guess, the lessons, of it's what? the
1: word cult that got me. You know, it's the cult. Everybody, the the, every the now and fine line, then then, man. Like I don't ministry, have a problem cult. saying every do now that. Then, everybody <laughs> needs to go through a good cult.
0: Every now and then. sure teaches you a lot. Teaches you what not to do. What not to do. You realize though, <laughs> you can learn from. There was things that were taught that were good principles. I mean, dig in. Yeah. Stay in prayer. Stay in the word. Blah blah blah. And then there was things where it was like. I don't ever want to do that again, Lord. No one should ever not feel the love of God. Right, when I'm in their presence, that's it. And and that that is my mission is for them to know the love of Christ, no matter where we go, no matter what we do. I don't care how you're feeling. Shut that off and that's walk it. in the Spirit. You know. So you look at that. Now, uh, when we're talking about all this stuff, I, I just kind of want to hear. We didn't really got on this, but no. um, Israel. It's all good. I, I want to go back to Israel because I know you're okay. kind of you know oh, you yeah. that's in that's the how heavens. We, that's you know how we roll and uh, but. You know, they're, they're kind of calling on the whole possibly nukes thing, you know what I mean? What are, you, what are you sensing that's happening out there that we could say, okay, Lord, we see what you're doing. How do we pray about this mm-hmm. uh, in, in your sense, right? And it, we know in part, prophesy in part, I know that, but at least some insights maybe that we don't see. It's
1: been three years that I've prophesied the word nukes. I've, I've seen that, you know, I do a live broadcast every weekday morning, and when I do, sometimes these things come to me, and I begin to write on the whiteboard, and I don't want to be one of these weird prophetic people, but I do see things, and nukes has been a great concern for me, you know, before the fires in Maui happened, which is suddenly an, an afterthought for everybody. Because Isn't that of, crazy? Yeah. Two, the two smart weeks, city thing? Uh, and then- it's wild. And I think all that's getting buried. I think what they've done in Ukraine is getting buried. I think what they're doing, sure. what they're doing, you know, with the trying to go down the election cycle road. I think all that's getting buried. But do I think nukes could come on the scene? I do. I think that there's a. I had a vision about you, uh, the Maui fires, well in advance before it happened. We predicted it, saw it. And then I also saw a flash of light that were over islands, and I saw a flash of light um, in different territories. And so I believe through prayer and obedience we can avoid it. I really do. Sure. But I do see that coming at some point. I believe they're going to try to induce that, and I think it's going to be—I hate to say it, but probably one of the biggest cover-ups globally— It'll be used to cover over a lot of nefarious misdeeds. The only ones this is helping, this war, is the bad guys. Right. It's, it's
0: helping the. the they people. always benefit the Black Rock, the. the yeah. All these that's cats. That's where it's at. So that's, that's my thoughts on it. I'm not sure. Yeah. How do we pray? How do we pray through this thing? What, what can you encourage the Christian to do? Not to walk in fear, walk in hope. We take our authority. We can release angels according to
1: Hebrews chapter one, Psalm 29, Psalm 103, Psalm 34. In your book, The Servants of Fire. Servants of Fire. Yeah, you can get that. And, uh, I encourage you to because I really write in there about how to release angels. So one thing we can simply say is that we release angels by speaking the word of God, by doing the will of God. But right now, we just say, here's an example. We say, in Jesus' name, I speak on. to this event that's going on. We speak on. to the darkness, and we speak over global yes, events. Lord. And we say Psalm 91 No evil shall befall you, nor any plague come near your dwelling. And we begin to say that these angels will take you up in their hands, and you will not strike your foot against a stone. When you say these things in faith, it engages them, because they hear God's word, and they're going to go to work on your behalf. So we authorize angels to go to Israel to stand. We pray that the uh, archangel Michael would rise up and take authority in this place. He's the angel that watches over Israel. So we release that in Jesus' name. Listen to me. God doesn't say these things to us to scare us. He says them to prepare us. He gets us prepared so we can walk into where we're called to be. He is not in any way leaving you behind. He's not forsaking you. You must put on boldness to face the darkness. Don't be intimidated by this thug, evil, demon, global spirit that's trying to take over the world. You press back against it in prayer. So you build yourself up in faith, in prayer,
0: and say what you want Mm. it to be. Speak to it, and don't get discouraged. Amen. 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 There's a, there's a power. You, you preached this the other night. And I don't know what you're going to preach on tonight, but he's going to be at Revive Church tonight, y'all. Get excited. But you said some people can stop darkness with their prayers. Some people push back and punish darkness. Oh, yeah. And um, that's really where faith comes in. I believe in what your word says, and I believe it to be true. But you can only say that by the Spirit of God. You can only say that by the Holy Spirit. and And him unctioning you to pray that way, the prayers of war. Sometimes we got to get into those Davidic prayers of, Lord, let them fall in the pits they themselves dug.
1: Oh, that's true. Lord,
0: discomfit the wicked, Father. Break their teeth if you have to. Do what you got to do unto repentance, Lord. Yeah, that's right. Unto repentance. That's it. This isn't about death for them. This is about death to themselves. And Lord, hopefully you humble them like you did with Paul, you know, that that they can be saved and repent. Dude, Klaus Schwab is a soul. He's still alive He's and soul. breathing. Lord, if you can change him, who can't you change? You know I just what I mean?
1: care more about all the little kids that are getting, you know, losing their life. I care more about Same. all the people that are getting trafficked around than, than some yeah. of these. So if I had to make a decision yeah. between the two, maybe it's wrong. But I would rather see the kids get rescued and some of these lizards get, you know. No, I'm different. with you.
0: I don't think there's something, anything wrong with that. I think that's where... Where's your, what's your heart posture in prayer?
1: Oh, totally. Mess. Are you governmental?
0: Yeah. You know, like what you are, I'm you're going you. to pray that. But then there's this compassionate pastor side of you that will just kick in and say, man, these families, yeah. the kids, I man. I won't the-
1: use a shovel. I'll use a hammer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you got that. Like You got to kind of just know, know
0: know your lane in prayer. and intercession. Here's what
1: we say when we talk about punishment versus pushing back the darkness. <laughs> Psalm 149. It says this in verse five, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. To do what? To execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples. And then it says to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Verse nine says to execute on them the written judgment, this honor have all his saints. So when we Whoa. pray, Whoa. we can we can not only push these things back, but we can punish. We punish these principalities and powers, these dark forces that are working through government leaders and that's Psalm 149, and it's powerful. So the the joyful saints are singing aloud on their beds. The high praises of God, the Word of God, in their hands. But they execute vengeance on nations, punishments on those peoples. And I believe there's a punishment to supernatural forces that come and violate the ordinances of God. You saw it with fallen angels. He put them in dark, gloomy dungeons, uh, that Tartarus. He put them away because of their violation of their ordinance and their their mm. their jurisdiction. And I believe when people violate God's covenants, you can pray these kind of prayers. And I'm not just saying against people, but against these spiritual forces. We release punishment against them. So in Jesus' name, we don't just release stop, cease, desist. We say step off, or you're going to be punished by the Spirit of God. There will be a painful uh, experience that this darkness has when it steps into God's territory. In Jesus' name, we release that. You know, whenever we've cast out demons... Sometimes demons scream out and they say, why are you tormenting me? Yeah. Why are you tormenting me? But it only is when they run into true anointing. They run into the real stuff, the real raw spiritual horsepower. I believe this is what these kind of principalities
0: need to run into. That's good. According to the word of God. I never thought about that. that even the yeah. demons were saying, you're tormenting me. Oh, man. Yeah. You're punishing me. Why are you doing this? Isn't that crazy? I never thought about that. Good word, man. Yeah, bro. There's so much to this, but you know, we only got an hour with Fella because he costs too much. You oh, know? Yeah, we yeah. only got yeah. an hour with the Fella. The meter's running, gentlemen. It is. Yeah. It, our card it, is empty now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Anyways, guys, if you find any of this at all interesting, I don't care if you do or not. You got any dissensions? Comment below. We love it. Guys, go out and check out josephz.com. You guys want to get there. Get his new book, Servants of Fire. He's also got another one, Breaking Hell's Economy. People think that's about money. It's actually not. It's breaking old mindsets, breaking through the old mindsets and walking in the power of the word. And it could be financial. It could be many things. It could be your own identity. Uh, just a really great book. You you, you had me uh, write something in oh, it. Yeah. I, I was so Thank honored to do doing it. doing that, Missy. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm honored. I'm honored. I was chosen. I'm honored you're honored. So... TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. evident Guys, we got new blogs coming out every week. We've got new shows coming out. We got a whole new format coming out. Guys, we're growing and it's awesome and we love it. And so we're so grateful Can I say we say got... Something about your merch. Sure. You guys have the best merch. Thanks, man. Like you got great Thanks. shirts. You got great
1: hats. I mean, what where's the website they go to? The self-evident truth. The the definite article, TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. Dot com. It's an awesome site. I recommend it. I, I hope if you're a viewer with uh, Massey and Mike, and you're watching this program. I just want to personally encourage you. Please go there, get the stuff, buy them out because it's just quality. I still wear. Um, I have a pre-existing condition T-shirt, yeah, called Liberty. I, I wear yeah. it's sometimes. quality, man, it. yeah.
0: And also, too, guys, don't forget. There's a lot of. Um, I you know I just started doing this. There's we we got some things coming up. We need we need support for yeah. You know we got about thirty-five thousand that we need right now, immediately. To finish a lot of our product and projects that we're doing, so we're encouraging you guys to sow in. Listen, we don't, we don't, we're, we're not something that you're investing in that's worthless. Amen. This is reaching the masses, and so we believe by by faith, you sow into this ground, God will sow into you as well. Uh, not just riches, but literally wisdom, power, authority, all that stuff comes to you. So, uh, please go to theseelfevidenttruth.com, become a monthly partner, or Sow into the kingdom and give it to us. You know what I mean? Because we need it. We can do a lot with it. I, Pastor Todd <laughs> said something to me yesterday. Men are blessed with wealth that are Christians to advance the kingdom. It's good. If you have it, give it. Because it's about advancing the kingdom also. And he'll talk about this in a little bit. But Josie, become a partner. They're going red. They're killing it. They're global. It's a global takeover. So you guys want to be a part of all that. Sewing into the kingdom stuff. Amen. God bless you guys. We will see you Monday. Monday. Boom. Love you guys. Love you. That
1: was fun. Awesome.